draft. He uh, didn't draft the tight ends on the 10. So he's playing quarterback and tight end. Uh, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about sex and holes the last few weeks, Matt. But, you know, I feel about holes as far as GFL. You've got to plug those holes. Kevin's been a hole plugger for a lot longer than you have, Carl. Okay, so let's give him some credit here. Okay, he didn't take oh, he didn't yeah. take seven months off for he didn't take seven eight months off for no freaking reason. So no, we, we went to camp together, so I know he's got the machinery for it more than I do to plug this hole. So that's neither here nor there. <laughs> The GFL, the Garfather of fantasy football leagues. Created from the pre-internet mind of Garland Levitt, with stats tracked on college-ruled paper taken directly from an artifact called a newspaper. The GFL has stood the test of time, becoming one of the largest and most passionate leagues in America. From podcasts to fantasy pros, there is never a dull moment for those brave and cool enough to take on its challenge year in and year out. For over a quarter of a century, the GFL has annually brought together friends while breaking many hearts along the way. Now steered by the steady commission hand of Matt Handy, with continued support and assistance from its namesake founder, one thing is certain, a better fantasy football league does not exist. Welcome to the GFL Commish Recap Preview Podcast number 43. I'm the emoji of the GFL, Garland Levitt, along here with the big eggplant of our league, the Commish, Matt Handy. And Matt, I feel like we were just here, probably because we just were. Literally 48 hours ago, recording last week's podcast episode. So, while you and I feel the grind of an unprecedented GFL Fantasy Football Weekly back-to-back of sorts, our 82 unique listeners, and I'm sorry I have to use last week's numbers because of the quick turnaround, not giving Apple enough time to update their analytics, those 82 listener, listeners, Matt, will certainly be in for an early holiday season treat as they may wake up tomorrow, tomorrow morning, or Wednesday probably at the latest with not one but two GFL podcasts in their Apple podcast stocking after not having any for almost two weeks for them to enjoy. Matt, since we only committed to taping this episode about four hours ago due to various personal and Astros Rangers game seven scheduling conflicts, it's a good thing the freestyle is our best podcast stroke anyway, because there is no better moment than now and the present for us to record this episode. I would ask how you are doing, Matt, but since we have practically never left the studio or each other's sides, probably more than our spouses and significant others. Uh, they'd probably be jealous how much time we spent with each other the last couple of days communicating and been in that constant communication since Saturday anyway. I just want to assure you, I think I can hide my Matt Handy exposure fatigue until at least after we are done taping this afternoon ahead of the biggest baseball game in the state of Texas history. I thought hard about attending the game tonight, Matt, but the GFL is my duty, and I would never abandon you when GFL duty called. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great, Gar. I'm ready for Game 7 tonight. Uh, <clears throat> yes, abbreviated. Well, I guess this will be kind of an abbreviated episode compared to what we normally do. Maybe uh, we're going to shoot for maybe half an hour shorter than usual. But, uh, yes, this, this, this episode came to fruition about four hours. Actually, yeah, exactly four hours ago is when I called you and said, hey, 
Are you ready? Are you available at four? Because this is literally the only time we can do it this week, probably. <laughs> I think. I think everything else is slam slam for both of us. So uh, we got a little bit of um, a little bit of time here. Might do a little work while I'm doing this, but trust me, GFL comes first on this one, no matter what. So don't worry about that. But Matt, I've been to a lot of losing Astros games the last week or so. So if nothing else, you saved me. You saved my wallet a little bit tonight. So yeah, I, I, I know. Do, I do appreciate that. That's for sure. I mean, I. Uh, as long as uh, as long as your lady's not going, we should win. So I'm not worried about that. Okay. But, <laughs> she learned yeah. she learned her lesson last night, Matt. She uh, she was hoping to. Well, actually, uh, I guess uh, I guess we're even, right? Because she went to what two? She lost, and now I've gone to two. So she just couldn't let me outdo her. I guess there you go. Losing, losing this instant, you know. It's Fair just, enough. But it's good friendly relationship competition there. So we're I equal know. on that. It's crazy. We're doing a podcast. So I, I talked to you on Saturday afternoon for an hour and a half, probably for the podcast. Uh, I'm sure we texted a little bit, um, of course, within the group chat, but probably on the side with our regarding our games yesterday. You and I talked again about 12. Uh, let's say I think you texted me earlier this morning. Talked. I talked to you about 1230 and now I'm talking again at 430. So I think I talked to you more than my wife. All right. How are you doing with Madison? Because uh, Allie and I were even talking last night and she... <laughs> Feels like she hasn't talked to me at all the last few days, and I know that's definitely not the case for you and me. So, I well, hope you and Madison are doing okay. Knowing apparently how you guys are, you talk three hours a night, so that's a bit excessive for me. All right. So yes, Matt, are... because you and I spend so much time together, we're down to an hour and a half. So it feels like we're not communicating <laughs> at all. Dude, I don't even know how you do that. That's impressive, man. Um, <laughs> you get two we're... night owl Jews in a relationship, and we just take it from there. Well, my wife and I are great because um, I see her all the time, so I don't have to do this whole you know dating thing. So. Good luck. All right. I don't have to worry about that, right? So I'm, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but Matt, that's where backyards and cars come in. So it's kind of like the high school experience I never never had. So I'm enjoying sure. it. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that, Gar. Okay, so getting the high school experience at age 45 or whatever the hell you call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what they say. They always stay the same age. So, you know, maybe, yeah, but, maybe I am kind of the same age. Well, I mean, I guess it's better late than never, right? That was going to be the episode. That was going to be the title of our last episode until I changed it to "Delayed Podcastulation." Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what that meant. I know Ali struggled that with a little bit, but it just sounded right to me. So I'm glad we're done with it. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense, but it sounded right to me as well. So I said, "Screw it, we're just going to do this." All right? So Did you said, like my little pun last night when we were talking about the uh, Kurt and Kurt, our big Rangers fan in our league? We were talking about the karma of a Garcia hitting the grand slam, and Matt pointed out. Also struck out four times. Four the, times. The, yeah. the karma of the Rangers kind of coming back, and I, the, the, the thing that came into my mind was Alvin Karma Ara. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, well, it's not football right now, but sure, let's go with that. We can do it. It's funny. It was a GFL thread. It wasn't totally inappropriate. No, it wasn't. But it's kind of crazy. We're doing an episode then, and our week isn't even over yet. Like we've got some games that are undecided. Like my game tonight. Uh, Brandon Ayak needs about, I think, 25 points, 25 and a half points to beat me. Uh, it could happen, could not happen, don't really know. Uh, some other games are yet to be decided, like uh, the Bringle battle, father and son. That one's gonna, that one's a close one right now. Oh yeah. And then we've got, uh, I think that's probably, that's probably the main one. I mean, unless McCaffrey goes off for 42 points, which he, I guess, technically could. Um, Joe's probably got that one wrapped up. And then I think the rest of them are pretty much settled, except for the 
it's the it's it's Jay versus myself in the rematch of the 2013 championship game, and then it's the it's the father son battle to this week. So uh, I think we got two games that are pretty much that that's pretty much all we're looking at now. Of course, Corey and Ryan. Corey's projected to win this game, but he's got a lot of guys who need to get some points. So that's probably another one too, which would be a huge upset if Ryan beats Corey this week. So we'll have to see how 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 all of that transpires. But um, well, Matt, so you're saying basically in the Corey matchup, we're waiting on the West Coast returns to come through, and I'm looking at uh, the Bringle matchup, and uh, since Troy did not get a Cole a Haley's Cole Komet sighting, zero points over the weekend. Yeah. I I think that. Uh, he's down 83 to 94 right now. Trent is his, uh, his son, I believe his 11 year old son. Now I believe Kirk cousins will get the necessary points. Even he's against San Francisco, but he's at home. So I don't think it's going to be kind of his Yahoo gives Trent a 66% chance, uh, the devil's number. Uh, I, I think that's going to come through. I I, I think it's even higher than that. I think Trent's going to come out tough. Kirk cousins is, is as inconsistent as the Astros are because he got 19 points against Kansas City, who is the 26th. Excuse me, who's like the top five fantasy defenses against the, the uh, against the the quarterbacks. But he only get, ended up getting eight points against Chicago, who's in who's the bottom three against quarterbacks. So who knows what's going to happen tonight? Okay, I got no clue what's going to happen. Same for the baseball game. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen tonight in that baseball game. Well, you know? well Matt, one thing I know is not going to happen. I want <clears> to <throat> bring this up to you is, and we and I texted about it last night on the thread halfway jokingly but you know me i mean i throw this stuff out there just to kind of egg things on i would have totally been down i mean i think it would have been the night to do a live podcast astros game seven we could have like <laughs> kind of talked about that and then commercials and stuff done the i mean we were just so mad night it's good we got this extra time slot because we were really struggling between me going out of town his work schedule and just other things going on commitments uh we have this week scheduling it so Matt, I was totally down for the live podcast if you were. I I would have had to pull a couple strings. Probably would have been able to work it eventually, but this just worked out a lot better. So I'm I'm, I'm like down to maybe you and me. Like I could have come over to your house and we could have like watched the Astros and done the oh, podcast yeah. together. That would have been kind of cool, actually. <laughs> that would have I think it would have been the most interrupted podcast of all time because if somebody does a, if a play happens here, play happens there, uh, I'm sure we'd be paying attention to football. A second, it would be a second, uh, it would be basically second on our list compared to watching the Astros game. That you get distracted enough just watching, uh, like Chicago and Chicago and Carolina on Monday Night Football. I do, podcast. so you can you imagine if we were watching game seven of the Astros together? I don't know if you could hold it together. I don't know because I follow every so I don't just follow my game, I follow everyone's game, right? So it's not like I'm just you know, it's just weird. I look for stats on everybody's game and every I, I just follow everyone's stuff so. When my games are done, I'm still looking at other people's uh, other people's score lines. So I get I, I get very distracted all, all the time, man. You know, with all this different stuff that I have going on, because I'm just trying to see how the different uh, uh, different players are going to affect different games at different times. You know, so I just it, it you know it's part of being an addict to fantasy football, I guess. <laughs> it's also just part of the uh, part of the thing of being alive right now. Like we would yeah. we wouldn't be here in society if we didn't have all these wonderful distractions at our fingertips. Would For sure. <laughs> For sure. So all right, Gar, we're eleven and a half minutes in, boss. Let's uh you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and take the uh 
We're going to take the GFC this time around. Okay, we did the VFC last week. Okay. No, uh, but Matt, remember, we had some unfinished business for from last week. But I just, I'm, what was it? There was something, I know it was just a couple days ago, there was something we forgot to do last episode. Yeah, I, don't, I forgot what that was already. So we can just, well, you know, if it comes to us, it comes to us. We'll, we'll do it that way. All okay, right? okay. I'm just trying to yeah. remember. I can't. So I'll just, I don't know. I hope it doesn't distract I, us too much. I think if, it's. If it hits me, I'll, I'll let you know. Whatever it was was very forgettable, right? So it's obviously not that important that we uh, that we that we deal with that, you know. But um, <laughs> well, let's see, so we can so we can move on to like talking about ourselves this week, huh? Yeah, we can. You know, it's I, we you know guys, we had contemplated since Gar and I are playing each other this coming week. We had contemplated just doing an entire episode of Gar and myself because that's just what we do, okay? But you know, we felt that it was the better interest of the league and for our sponsors uh, to include everybody because we're an inclusive show around here. Minus one person, but we're inclusive in this whole uh, in, in this whole GFL realm. Especially being on Apple, we have to kind of include everybody, regardless of. Uh, your affiliation or anything like that. but Oh, and Pat you know. and Morgan and Ronco wouldn't have it any other way, man. By the way, really enjoyed that lunch we had with them. Uh, I don't know if we can, how much you want to reveal to everyone about what went down or didn't go down, but, um, whew, man. <laughs> Gar, some things are best left unsaid. The stuff that we do for sponsors for this show, it's just that that's just for you and me, okay? That's just the stuff that we have to do. Uh, you know, we're not, sometimes we're not proud of it. Sometimes we are proud of it. I was very proud of what we had to do this past week. Okay. And you know, it's uh, something out of our comfort zone, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. So I mean, watching Pat and Morgan devour those two foot longs and then, you know, they offered, they showed us their two, two new products. Um, the, uh, the dildo and what was the other one, Matt? They had the dildo and I forgot the, the, oh, and the, the, the vibrator, heavy, the vibrator. The heavy duty vibrator. Heavy duty vibrator. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they were very impressive. Um, yeah. it was kind of hard for me to finish my, my Subway sandwich actually, you know, just, uh, just, you know, in, in general, because, uh, it's probably only 25% actual meat. Uh, and I believe there's silicone in the bread, but, um, just them talking about it and stuff. And they, they kind of, you know, they offer, they gave an overture for me and Matt to kind of see it and whatever. And we, we went back to their hotel room and stuff after. Oh, Matt, I'm getting in all the dirty laundry on this. But, man, no. I'm glad we just, like, kind of let them demonstrate on each other. And I think there that was, was better better for the homestead, better for my girlfriend, better for your yeah. wife. Um, and, uh, and we, you know, we, of course, backed it up with video so they could see it, was, it had nothing to yeah. do with us. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything, I mean, everything was everything was fine, really. There, and uh, and I, I'm even more behind Ronco now than ever, I guess. Is there a better combination than seeing two new products, especially the double-headed, uh, the double, the multiple-hole dildo, while consuming a foot-long meatball sub with ranch on it? I don't think there's a better combination. You kind of see why they wanted to take half of it to go back to the hotel. Though. Absolutely, especially it when came you, in, it uh, came in handy in the demo. When you've got those juicy meatballs along with the, the products that they have produced, you know. You know, let the mind wander as much as you want. Okay, so God, and I'll be happy to let GFL Nation know that they did commit to next month at later on a month-to-month thing. So yeah. uh, those tens of dollars are coming through, and uh, yeah. uh, we can expect some more episodes. And so far, so good, Matt. I haven't gotten suspended. So now no, we have. You know, I think it's going to help us out with Banana as well. Hopefully, we can get them back on board. Maybe they want to demo it as well next time too. We can see because you know they can. You know, we had the footlongs here, but if we have Banana, you know, with their with their bananas, you know, we can also do that too. You know, I, I'll it's bring. It's good the- to have variety. I mean, let's not spill too many beans on upcoming sponsorship opportunities, yeah. Matt. But I like where I like where your head's at. I, I, I mean, your I mean your the head on top of your shoulders. Yes, yes, I know. We always think with the right head. You know, 
sometimes. Alex but, and Morgan were thinking about other heads, but hey, you know, let's we can we can <laughs> uh, we can put that aside for now. All right, let's get to football, my man. So we're gonna go over the uh, we're gonna go over the GFC here. I did remember it was Janowski that we missed out on last week. I did finally remember that. Uh, oh, so, that's right. That's right. It's like I mean, it's like forgetting your car key. I just couldn't. It was something. I just, I knew it was important, but. Uh, I guess it wasn't important. Though. Right, obviously. <laughs> so let's go ahead and I, I guess we can talk about his first because we missed on him last week. What do you think? Um, yeah, let's do it. So, or do you just want to push it to later and then if we get to it, we get to it. Which one do you want to do? Um, you know, we're, it's GFC centric. Why don't we? And I, I know we promised Janowski. I kind of want to. Let's wait. Let's wait. It just doesn't okay, make we'll sense. Wait. I mean, we'll it's wait. a GFC show. We'll, we'll get to Janowski. We'll save. We'll, <laughs> we'll, I, we'll save something for last. I won't say the best. Go with. I guess let's go with someone who will be, uh, you know, I guess equal or better, better value, not better value, but better content value uh, than Janowski. Let's talk about my team. Okay. Let's talk about my team first. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, I love how objective you're being too. So yes, I, that's good. I am. We have to cater the narcissistic personality car, what we have to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but for real. So I'm looking at, so I'm looking at my squad. Right I, here. I feel slighted though, Matt. I wish we could talk about ourselves at the same time. I do. I do. But you know, we, 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 we did something together with Ronco. So with that, that will be forever for ours. Okay. But you know, um, as we look, as we until, look, until, at, until you chicken out of me, man, I'll just, be I, know, I know I was down. Everyone was down, but Matt wasn't. So it's like the, uh, it's like the scene from, uh, from American pie, right? They Stifler wanted the goods to give him a, what is it? He gave him a hand job, and the other guy's like, "No, I'm out of here." You know, he's like, <laughs> it's like more or less what I, more or less what the image that comes to mind right here. Okay, but oh, it's uh, and that might be even preferable over the Pat and Morgan uh, non-binary image. It's still going yeah. in my head. Just can't stop. With there's zero question about. I don't that. even know exactly what I was looking at, Matt, but I liked it. Yeah, I um, I, I've kind of blocked that out of my head for a little while because you know when you've got the. <laughs> When you've got the natural man sweater going on with that, that's kind of, you, you don't unsee that, Gar, okay? Oh, no, it was like I was looking in the mirror, at least from the from the waist up. I loved it. It's, uh, I hope you're, I hope you're not single after this episode. That would, be, that would not be good. <laughs> it was, it was, it's been a good few week run. That's about all I know, right? for you, know what, you know, you know what, Gar, you, you broke your seven month duck. Now it's, uh, you know, good. You had a good run. Now it's back to seven more months. Okay. <laughs> I mean, eventually all, every frog gets exposed, Matt. So I'm just lucky. I'm probably lucky I lasted this long. No question. No. And we're talking about weeks and not seconds here, so that's that's good for me. I know, right? So congratulations, Gar. I'm glad that you're. Uh, I'm glad that you're picking back. You know, kind of kind of getting back. You, you know, it does take when you start when you start doing stuff. You know, it does take a little bit of time for you to kind of pick your stamina back up. So I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're getting there. <laughs> yes, Slow, slowly uh, and not so surely. Absolutely. So. <laughs> All right, man, we got about 37 minutes where we probably got to cut this thing. So we're going to go over my team real quick here because it's the best draft of all time, uh, obviously. Okay, but no, for real, though, I uh, Gar, why don't you go ahead? We're going to kind of do the same format as last year, uh, again, or not last year, as last week. Uh, remember, we're talking, of course, about the execution of the players, too. But we're also talking about the strategy more than anything else, you know, in terms of what was employed and how what you thought was good, what you thought missed, uh, and kind of things from there. So... Uh, that being said, Gar, go ahead and uh, go ahead and look. Analyze. I got. Let's see. I got Nick Chubb, Josh Allen, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, and Jacoby Myers as picks one through six. So we're looking here at running back, quarterback, and then four receivers in a row. Um, agree? Disagree? What would you have done differently? 
And why don't you just keep going, narcissist? Why don't you just keep just finish, finish yeah, the, the finish I, could, yeah, I like where you're headed with that. I mean, you're setting right. it up, so just knock it down. I could, but I'm not going to do that. So because we went over <laughs> six picks last week with the guys, so we'll do six picks again. <laughs> it's funny you say last week. You mean like a few hours ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, two days ago. Four. No, so. you had a, you had a great draft. So I mean, you know, your draft is fun because it is one of the better drafts uh, we've seen in a long time. Actually, being uh, objective, so uh, Chubb, great pick at 17. I was considering him at seven. Got injured. Whatever. Allen's yeah. been had such a good year besides one game, which we, I think we were live on on GFL air with that game. He didn't play well. Other than that, he's had good games all across the board. Uh, right. Drake London again. We've talked about how he's not elite, so he's going to have a, a few duds here and there. So he's he's had those, but other than that, I mean, mostly he's been pretty solid. Probably a little above like Michael Thomas pay grade. Mm -hmm. so I drafted Thomas in the fifth. You got him in the third, so he's probably more like fourth round value instead of third round value. Uh, but you also got him in the late third, too. Deontay Johnson's been uh, injured, but he came back last week and said did pretty well. Zay Flowers has been a really good fifth-round picture. Kobe Byers has been a great sixth-round pick. Unreal. Unreal uh, From sixth there, uh, seventh and eighth hadn't done much for you. Drop Dolkic and uh, Rondell Moore hasn't been anything to write home about. You may have dropped him no. as well. Uh, uh, Rashad White's a good keeper. has helped with these injuries you've had. Um, you know, you had the, you've been just kind of mixing and matching defenses and doing well. Roshan Johnson has some potential over there in Chicago. Uh, and then Kyron Williams and Puka in the 14th and 15th round, the, probably the best back-to-back -back 14th and 15th round picks uh, in GFL history. You know, both could be great keepers. Kyron yeah. was a top five running back until he got hurt last week. Puka's been a top five receiver all year. So this is why you're five and two, and I'm in some trouble this week, my friend. So, uh, yeah, great, great draft. I appreciate it. I, you know, I do, I do like what I had. I told you before, the only thing I would have probably done a little bit differently is, uh, looking at, um, looking at my, the Drake London pick, you know, in hindsight, yeah. Do you go with Adam Thielen or Michael Pittman? I wasn't really crazy about those guys, to be honest with you. Um, one guy I was probably might've been able to go with over Drake is Mike Evans. Cause he was available, but, or, or if I've, or if I passed on the wide receiver, probably could have taken Ken Walker. And maybe would have been okay, you know. But all in all, um, very happy with how my draft kind of went. And this is kind of one of the reasons why it kind of panned out the way it did uh, was because of the running back keeper and Rashad White. I didn't have to worry about drafting two running backs within the first six rounds. I could only focus on needing one, you know. And then I went wide receiver heavy and everything like that. So I'm um, glad that, you know, unfortunately Deontay got hurt. But it looks like he's back and, you know, was somewhat productive and, Zay is getting better and better by the week, so things are going well. I, look, I mean, I wish I still had Nick Chubb. If I had Nick Chubb and Kyron Williams and my other guys, uh, you know, might be higher up on the points total. But you know, so far, I'm um, hopefully with a little luck tonight, I'll be five and two, and can't really complain too much five and two after seven weeks. You know what I mean? So not too. Uh, I do think compared to last year, which last year was the worst draft for me ever, just the absolute worst strategy, worst. Uh, just paralysis by analysis kind of situation. So I, I really wouldn't change too much about my strategy this year. Maybe, maybe go tight end a little bit earlier. Maybe go tight end earlier, you know, but um, it hasn't affected me too much right now. You know, uh, maybe it will eventually. I've had some, I've had a couple of duds here, but maybe, maybe go with tight end the first five rounds, which was my plan all along. But when that tight end run happened in three and four, I was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to waste a pick now. You know, I might as well just keep loading up a wide receiver and see if I can get something later down the road, you know. So uh, we'll have to see how it transpires next year, obviously.
Absolutely. And you can't go 15 for 15, but to really get what, maybe 10 picks, pretty solid. I mean, that's, that's great. You know? I mean, look, this year's a lucky year with Kyron and Puka. You don't ever get 14 and 15 run draft picks that do that. Right. So, uh, certainly two guys are on my radar, uh, for the, you know, cause I read those articles and, you know, kind of guys that target end of drafts. And these are certainly two guys that I've wanted never in a million years, but I thought they'd have the production they have, but Hey, good for me. And, you know, uh, I definitely have some decisions to make uh, next season, you know, with, um, you know, how they're, how they're going to be used. And even Roshan, you know, uh, he's supposed to take over as the number one in, uh, in Chicago at some point in time. So we'll see how that transpires as well, you know. But overall, uh, pretty happy with my draft. And um, uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. You know, I'm a little butt beat up right now, but hopefully I can still manage to get a couple more wins. And, you know, once I start rounding in the health here, uh, maybe make a run in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. But, um that as, long as, it's, as long as it starts, Matt, in week nine and not, not week eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm hoping I can I'm hoping I can get to like six or seven time my guys get back healthy because if I can do that, then I got a shot at the playoffs. If I don't have that, if I just go on like a five-game losing streak, then, ah, well, maybe next year. You know, we'll see what happens. But um, and that being said, let's move on to Troy's team, who Troy is the best coach ever. Okay, ever. All right, so... He's just the best motivator of fantasy men. Unfreaking real. Okay, so he kind of employed a similar style first two draft picks, like I did, running back, wide, running back, quarterback. Then he went Adam Thielen, Cole Komet, Cam Akers, and Juju Smith Schuster. So, I mean, he has a keeper in Isaiah Pacheco, and I think this is eleven, right? Yeah, eleven, <clears throat> which is a massive keeper for him, right? Good, 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 good keeper, doing really well this year. I just, I mean. Yeah, Gargo, go for it, man. I'll, 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 I'll talk. <laughs> it's just one of those things that every year in and year out just kind of leaves you speechless. When Matt, even before you were in the league, it was no different. I would quite I before you <laughs> would do oh, the yeah. job for both of us and just question it every year, and he would just throw it right back in my face. And he's won like six championships, you know, and the, he's won almost a quarter of the championships. So I'll still uh, never, yeah, I'll still never. Sorry to cut you off. I'll still never forget the text message he sent me. When he said round three and four back, because Troy's the last pick in the draft, so he's got those back-to-back picks, right? He goes Adam Thielen and Cole Komet. So I believe his exact text was, so I texted him saying, hey, you're up. And so it was like, Adam, Adam Thielen, Cole Komet, dot, 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 cue the laughter, right? So everyone, no one thought that these would be any good, but Adam Thielen's like a top six wide receiver, maybe even top five wide receiver right now, dude. I mean, he's just... He's rolling back the years right now, maybe because they're so bad, but like, I mean, anyway, go on. Sorry, man. I had to throw that in there. It's just amazing because Bryce Young has struggled so much as a rookie, but I mean, uh, somehow Thielen's been a beneficiary and and had such a resurgence. It's just really inexplicable. Um, Try to stick Troy's thought process. I mean, this guy's been going downhill, just yards per catch, just everything, just going downhill for years now, for at least three years. And so for him to have the confidence to take him, um, do he have an earlier third round or a late third round pick? Even in the late third round, wow. And then to follow that up with Komet, who, yeah, we didn't have that Haley's Komet siding, but even Komet's had, (laughs) one time he was on Troy's bench, but man, even Komet's had 27 points (laughs) in a week, you know, so. It's it's really unbelievable what he's done. You know, I mean, if you look at the, the if you look at the strategy, he has running back, uh, quarterback, okay, which is good. Wide receiver, tight end, that's fine. Running back and wide receiver. So in terms of the actual strategy, you know, he's got. Uh, let's see here. I, I think if I were him, 
seeing as how we had Pacheco in 11, right, I probably would have passed on a second running back in the top in the, my first six picks, right? Because he's got Derrick Henry and he's got Pacheco, right? So I don't think you need another running back until later in the draft. We're talking like round nine, round eight, something somewhere around there. I think he could have basically gone Derrick Henry, Jalen Hurts, sure, Adam Thielen, and then gone with another receiver right there maybe. Or or he could have kept Cole Komet, and as he comes back around in five, picks up another receiver as opposed to fucking Juju. Okay? I mean, or he, he could have just waited until the sixth round to take Cole Komet. I mean, either way. Yeah, I mean, Cole Komet would have definitely been there probably at least in five. Okay? And, I mean, because if you look at who he missed, he took Cam Akers, and Cam Akers, he might be on a team right now. But, I mean, if you look at it, let's go end of one, so he's end of five, right? So he mm-hmm. passed up on – he took Juju over Jacoby Myers. Shoot, he took him over Alvin Kamara, who's DeAndre Swift. Uh, let's see here. You know, Brian Robinson Jr., Gerald Everett. So guys like that, you know, he, I mean, he – you know, yeah. So Troy is struggling a little bit with his wide receivers, I think. But Adam Thielen is basically making up for the fact, and so is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts a monster. Okay, so Thielen is like the McCaffrey of wide receivers, man. He makes up for he makes up for a lot. Dude. But he also has he also has Josh Downs, uh, who he picked up. Great pickup on Troy's part. Um, I read a little bit about him in the preseason, and Troy does it sometimes. He'll do some deep dive research. Uh, Musgrave was also a pretty decent tight end pick. I know he got uh, injured, so he found yeah. Downs. He kind of had the wherewithal or just the Troy six cents inside to start playing him a little early. Uh, I mean, starting week three, I mean, you could see he was viable getting 12 targets and coming up off an average of six, the first two weeks. So he's been performing. The Annapolis offense has been better. So two, uh, two at, well, did he draft two, two at well, uh, no, he, did. he actually drafted downs, not two, 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 two was picked up by Troy. So he did. He draft did. Down. He did. Okay. So reverse that, but either way that before side to draft downs, great pick. Yeah. Uh, and then to pick up two, two at well, who's, uh, been very decent. Um, now with Cup coming back, he's not getting the volume, but man, you could tell Atwell's a good receiver as well because when Cup wasn't in there, he was performing. So he was, you know, Atwell is going to be viable if someone gets hurt. I mean, he's he he's only going to see three or four targets a game, probably maybe five f- five tops. You know, Puka and Cup are definitely going to see the 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 lion's share of that um, that usage. But if anyone goes down, that Atwell's right in line to get 10, 11 targets a game. There's no question. No question. When you have – so looking at the team, Troy's going to be in the hunt. And we talked about this in the preseason. That's why I thought he could get at least seven wins. He's 4-3 and three right now, so he's not that much above that curve. He's on. He's going to – well, I'm assuming he's going to lose tonight. Okay, so let's assume he does and he goes 8-6. and six. He's on track to be 8-6. and six. Not that far above where I would have pegged him. Um, Hurts makes up for a lot of shortcomings. Uh yeah. You're talking. Uh, about, I gotta ask. You're talking about pegging after what happened with Pat and Morgan. Really? That we're done? <laughs> you you read my mind, Matt. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm here Gar. It's. I just can't get. I can't get away from it right now. It's really kind of hard <laughs> to focus on the uh, the podcast with that visual imagery. Uh, it would have been good for us to wait 12 days instead of like 12 hours between podcasts. Hurts <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes up for a lot. I mean, how has Henry been doing? He's only averaging, what, maybe 15 a game? This should see 31, 33, 60, 69, 88. So he's averaging about 15 a game this year, right? So, so good, though. Uh, I mean, he usually guys... comes on strong at the end of the year, too. So let's say think he does. When you have two guys like that who are going to average about 40 points between them, that could make up for a lot of deficiencies, oh, yeah. you know. And then he's got some balance everywhere else, you know. He's got, but he's also got feeling too. So that's almost like a three-headed monster you need to really compete. And then you have complementary pieces like Pacheco and Downs 
uh, Komet and Musgrave gives him some options at tight end. Man, I mean, even he's even got Purdy in a pit, uh, Purdy in a pinch as a backup quarterback, uh, who's not great, but you know he had a streak last year where he had two or more touchdowns for uh, most of his starts, and he's done that mostly this year too. So, gotta <laughs> like Troy's team. Uh, almost kind of expect him to be in the playoffs again. I mean, he, with Jalen Hurts and Henry, he's already dangerous, right? As you mentioned, because of the forty-ish points that they probably combined for together uh, at minimum. But look at Pacheco's last. Five games, 15, 24, almost six. So let's start with game one, almost 15, game two, 25, almost fifth, almost four. I mean, this guy's averaging probably about 16, 17 points a game, maybe probably 16 points a game over his last five games. So you're talking about, you're talking about combination of Derrick Henry and Josh Allen, excuse me, uh, Jalen Hurts for 40 points. Then you're talking about a combination of Pacheco and uh, Thielen for a combination of, let's say, about another 40 points, right? And actually, yeah, let's say another 40 points between those two. So between four players, he's got 80 points. We have, what, eight on the eight on the, eight on the roster, right? Or eight on the starting roster? I don't so, know, Matt. This is a calculus uh, fantasy math, but it just shows what Troy's able to do with, with, seeming, with seemingly so little. And even making bad picks like that. Yeah. Cam EO that Cam Akers made on the on the Rams this year before he got traded. He overcame yeah. that like it was no problem at all. I mean, I guess the point I'm making is that if you're averaging and this is even being this is being conservative and realistic, not even over ambitious, but eighty points between four players, okay, all you need is ten I mean, even if you got five points from your other players, you're still at a hundred points, right? If you got ten points from your other players, you're at one twenty. So Hard. I mean, Troy's gonna be in every game. I mean, he's gonna be hard to beat too. Oh was, yeah, he had a lot of bye. Bye. We had Thielen and Henry on bye this week. It wasn't a problem to get close to a hundred. So. Right. I mean, look. I don't <laughs> love. I don't. I'm not enamored with his execute with with the actual strategy in terms of picking a picking a run, another running back that early when you have uh, Pacheco and you only need to start one running back. Right. I'm not. I'm. You know. I don't love that strategy uh, because I would have definitely rather seen him load up a wide receiver instead. But. You know, the execution has been uh, very, very good. Very, very good. You know, so. As, as usual. Yeah. So, all right, moving on to Trent's team here. We've got about, oh, we're going to have to, we might have to, we might have to make this a two-part episode, okay? Because we've got about 20 minutes left. So, let's, uh, we've we got to consider that. But Trilogies are uh, always better, Matt. I, so, whatever I, it has to be, it'll be. So, we'll uh, we'll go over Trent's team because we're going to actually work our way down from 18 all the way down to uh, probably one here with Jay's team at the end. So, uh, Trent, obviously, you know, he's getting, you know, I really didn't think much of his team initially, but, I mean, it's actually been rather, <laughs> it's actually been rather good. I'm not going to lie to you, you know. So, uh, right. first six picks are wide receiver, tight end, uh, let's see, running back, quarterback, wide receiver, and another running back. So, he executed the zero RB strategy. He did kind of the hybrid zero RB strategy and executed it almost pretty well the only thing he went a wide receiver uh, he got elite tight end that's what's huge for him is the elite tight end right well if you can to execute that zero rb perfectly you need to get two pieces right you need to get an elite tight end of course you need an elite running elite wide receiver elite tight end if you can get elite quarterback then you're in, you're in you're in business okay kirk cousins the last four or five years has finished as a QB one, so he can get that elite. He can get back to that elite level uh, with Jefferson being out. It's hard, but uh, he's done really well. He's had a really good season. Or you know, and, dude, kid's only eleven. What 11, 12 years old? That's all he is. So. Yeah, and I'll talk about one of the byproducts in a second. But go on. 
Yeah, but then, you know, getting Kamara, I mean, after his year last year, his stock had really fallen, but dude, Kamara's getting, I mean, he's at, I don't know, what is he averaging, like 25 points a game? It's just sickening for me to watch, because I tend to have that effect on players, man. He was with me last yeah. year, drafted in the 15th overall, look at him this year, actually returning that value. <laughs> yeah, he's 21, so it's 39. Hasn't been below 17 points any game yet. 46 plus Basically, 30. He's, he's averaging uh, 85, so four, he's averaging 22, 21 a game. That's gross. For a six-round draft pick, that's just gross. But the thing is, his efficiency, his rushing stats are pretty much, with the exception of his last game, pretty much awful. <laughs> it's like it's like 14 carries for 25 yards, but he gets 15 targets, you know, or something like that after that. You know, it's just crazy to me. But, um it's actually, I'm looking at it, it's a little better than I thought. It's, it looks like it's around close to four yards of carry, but not even. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, anyway, Garg, what would you, uh, do you like, what What do you think about the draft? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? What would you change? What do you? What are your thoughts on, on, on the kids' draft? You know, when you draft a tight end, what, in the second round, uh, mm-hmm. Andrews, he's a good tight end. He's had, uh, you know, had a great game last week with Lamar. Um, he had another huge game in week four. So, I mean, he's... He's been good this year, Andrews. He's yeah. he's returning. He's returning that value. But where he got caught up is he has he has <laughs> talking about plugging holes in that intro clip. He has holes elsewhere. So we've been harping on that. And normally, to me, when you have hole when you have holes, uh, you kind of question some of these other picks. Uh, that's why neither of us were really high on this draft. But right. um, Kamara emerging uh, to playing like you know fantasy wise the old Kamara, even though we know he's lost a step. Uh, Adam's still being really good. Andrew's still being really good. Cousins been inconsistent, but he's still okay as your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of feeling – he picked up Shahid after Kevin dropped him, which uh, Kevin has a lot of wide receiver depth. Probably not a uh, – as, as far as an 18-team fantasy move, not a guy. You can see why Kevin dropped him, but good pickup by uh, by Trent. And now he's got a guy to compliment Adams that's averaging, Matt, close to 10 points a game this year. So that's good. Mm-hmm. So he's got those two guys. He's got Kamari. He's got Andrews. Uh and he, you know, really what he probably needs to do at that uh, flex position is start playing Hunt. Cause, and I don't know why he played Khalif Raymond over Hunt this week because uh, Hunt uh, got 15 touches the week before and 16 points with a touchdown. Yeah. He got two touchdowns last week. Not on great efficiency, but still. So uh, he's now got some pieces to play with, and now I think he's a true threat. And really looking at it now, it may come down more to like how Cousins does than anything else because he's kind of yeah. filled in everywhere else. So it ended up working out for Trent probably because uh, he's a Bringle. And by the way, speaking of Bringles, you know, we want to get to everyone if we can, but uh, Jay, Jay – being the Jesus he is, said that uh, he will he will take it he will he will take the the all the stabbing all the everything the stones and everything and we don't need to go through him so uh, go over him today so <laughs> well we'll get to him eventually okay so we will definitely get to him eventually but you know here's the one issue I don't I don't necessarily have here's what I don't like right about his. Some of the execution is not great. Like James Conner, wasn't really a big fan of James Conner. You know, I think he's a humongously touchdown dependent kind of guy. Uh, you're never going to see him, or, or you're not getting never. You're going to very rarely see him have great rushing stats. But he's a goal line guy, he gets touchdowns. So I mean, I guess I get it, right? I think it's one of those. The more I look at it, the more. And then of course, Tua is working out for Nick right in the round four. But I feel like round four is the quarterback death zone. Okay, I just feel like that's what it is. You know, because. Kirk Cousins could be good. Don't get me wrong. He's as I mentioned earlier, he's finished the QB one last couple, last two or three years. But 
sometimes I just, you know, you, you, it's almost like you're waiting for him to fall off the cliff, you know, and he's not been as good this year as he was in previous seasons, okay? But, you know, I drafted Stafford in four last year, and he was horrible for me. You know, I just kind of sometimes wonder, is is round four the quarterback kind of death zone that you basically make the pick there and you screw the rest of your draft? Because if you look at after that, right, Alan Lazard's been, I mean, granted, it was supposed to, you're, you're figuring Aaron Rodgers is going to play, but... Even with Aaron Allen Lazard and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he was okay. He wasn't. He was, I don't know. He's more of like a round value for me, not a five, not a five, you know. And very touchdown dependent. That's with an elite. Yeah, and you're you not, know, we, we all knew. I think you weren't going to get that this year. No, and Alvin Kamara has been great. Don't get me wrong. And I don't think I think had he not been suspended the first four games of the year, probably would have been around three early four picks somewhere around there. Okay, but uh, and it's worked out for him. But I just, you know. He's had some really good point totals. Uh, I think defensively, Buffalo has been really good this year, uh, with the exception of last week. Uh, but you know, um, I want to, you know, as we're talking about strategy related things, I think he missed on round four. I think if you're going to go quarterback, I think you're either going to go one or two. I think it's probably best to go in in probably two, three, skip four. And go with it. Go with it at five because I think you're really missing out on some really good value in, in four with wide receivers and running backs that got passed over or, or whatever it is, right? Yeah, so that's, right. uh, that's kind of how I feel. But you know, the kid's doing well. I mean, we're we, he and I are very close on points. Looks like he's got a chance to win tonight. And go, I think he's going to be five and two if he wins tonight. So uh, more power to him, man. Really, more power to him. You know, but. Uh, let's go ahead, and we're going to go tackle another. So we've, we've been sticking with the families here today. So we've got we've got the Bringle family we just went over, and now we're going with the Handy family. Okay, so we did mine earlier, and now we're now Joe's team is up, and uh, Joe Handy right now looking like looking like the probably the most dangerous team in the GFL this year. You know, um, let's see what has he done here. I got wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and a running back again. No keeper this year whatsoever. Gar, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to let it evolve and materialize the last few weeks, and it's materialized, and uh, it's materialized in a big way. So you ask, yeah. what has he done? He's, he's done a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, Diggs has been the good Diggs. Waddle, for the most part, has been really good. Gibbs has kind of had his moments. That wasn't the best third-round pick, but he didn't totally whiff on that. Um, Pickens has his moments too. Goff, man, I mean, you talk about disparity between home and away. It hasn't always showed himself because uh, Detroit's had a good year this year, but it sure showed itself at Baltimore last week. But mm-hmm. didn't stop Joe, didn't derail him, didn't derail him from winning. So, um, you know, that's that ended up being Laporta. Normally, as we talked about in nauseum on this show, you pointed out these tight ends as rookies don't normally do that well, but he is. Uh, definitely the counter to that, the foil to that. And he's having such a big year. Um, and Mostert in the 11th round, what an absolute fleecing of the league. Oh, Didn't really know it at the time, but man, I mean, especially without uh, the man who I can't pronounce his name, uh, Kanye Kane. <laughs> how are you? I'm not going to figure out how to pronounce his name because it's fun not to know. No. No, no, no. I definitely, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I like being, I like, I like being in the dark in, in different ways, Matt, and definitely with this. I like having, I like having blindfolds on. I like the blindfolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I'm sure we're talking about uh, fantasy. <laughs> we're talking about fantasy. We're either way. You're talking about fantasy. So without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um. So yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's just a, it's just a powerhouse team. Um. I mean, 
you know, he's got so many guys who are contributing well. I mean, that's why, I mean, if you look at I me, mean, how many weeks has Joe even been below a hundred points? I mean, I don't crazy. know if it's been one. I don't think, I don't know if it's been one. I've had one week below a hundred points. So that's good. It was at 94. Uh, Joe, uh, was at 95. So he's only had one week below a hundred points. And so, I mean, uh, he's running averaging, away, running away with points here. So pretty darn, he, pretty darn impressive. He is. He's averaging, I think roughly like 120, 122 points a game, which is great, obviously, you know, for Joe and, you know, uh, I know you and I were high on this draft after the draft itself. I know we were excited. We were high on that. I wasn't in love with. Yeah, picked him as a, we both picked him as a playoff team. Yes, we did. I, 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 I like the strategy. I don't have any issue with the order of the picks at all. I like the fact that if he was going to pass on quarterback, you go in five. I think what he did. Now I know you don't love the Gibbs pick in in retrospect, right? But I think at the time, if you're going to pass on a running back in the first two rounds, then this was probably, at the time, the best one to get. Now, we're looking later, if you look at the other guys available, of course, you look at the guy, Ken Walker, who's in four, that Joe probably would have drafted instead, right? You know, it's probably what he would have done, you know? Um, but, you know, Gibbs maybe will come good eventually. I know he had a pretty good game this last week. but He did, 20, 28 points. That's kind of yeah. what Joe was hoping for. So that takes these rookies a while to get going. Montgomery's injured right now, so if that right. – if that continues, then man, he's going to be a good guy to uh, continue to uh, to use. And man, Pickens, I know you weren't high on his separation ability, but shoot, I was just looking at his numbers. I know he's on he's on Joe's bench. I mean, he's going to be a great bye week filling. I mean, he's 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 producing this year, Pickens. Yeah, well, he's producing because Deontay's been out for four or five weeks too. Don't forget about that. But the same, mm, he still did good. Still did good this week. Yeah. At the same time, here's what I don't love about Pickens. Right? Yeah, he he can go from some for like one explosive play. I just don't think he gets the volume to be, uh, you know, as a fourth round draft pick. I don't think he's a bad pick. And now I think in one, two, three, coming up, one, two, three, coming back in four. Uh, if it was me looking at it in retrospect, I would have gone probably Mike Evans. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk, I probably would have liked as opposed to George Pickens, but. I get why he did the pick, and I don't, you know, I, I just don't love the, the the optics and the analytics behind Pickens, but he's done well, you know, he's he's got talent, that's for sure. And his fourth round, he's done well for his fourth round pick. There's no question about that. Now, I think going Dalvin Cook in six, I think he just kind of took a flyer, to be honest with you. I don't think he, I think Joe is like, well, if he hits, great. If he doesn't, then no big deal, you know. Well, we so, know why he did it. I mean, he already knows the result. We talked about last week how yeah. Joe is a CIA <laughs> operative time draft. So he already knows what's going to happen. He knows he's going to win this year. You and I are pretty convinced of that. So oh, you've yeah. got to have a couple of those throwaway picks. So that was an obvious one. No question. I mean, Chiefs defense this year has been very, very good. Of course, Mostert's been the thing. But in terms of the strategy itself, uh, he's got the he he's yeah he's done really well and you don't think he knew that Dalvin was cooked? Of course he knew that. He, you can just he, tell by the name. I mean, this couldn't be more obvious, Matt. And, this is and, not just my conspiratorial mind either. And he's got to throw us off with one of the picks around here somewhere, right? Make it look like it's not a perfect draft or anything like that. Exactly, exactly. You know? Dalvin Cook, funny one, Joe. There's always symbolism with these six CIA operatives, Matt. So <laughs> I see it. And you know what, Joe? There's a little. In, there, here's some interesting facts about Joe, right? So when so Joe drafted Mostert, okay, and when Achane, 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 uh, Achane, however last name, okay, had his monster breakout game of like 50 plus points or something like that. Joe cryptically texted me saying, "This could 
Mostert's last week of production. Okay, well, lo and behold, the next two or three Mostert's production starts to drop lower and lower and lower. So is that Joe just being, is that Joe just, you know, kind of knowing the fantasy landscape and, and what he thinks is going to happen? Or does he really know the future? I think Matt, he, know, he drafted, I think he know he drafted Mostert in the 11th round. One is the most powerful number with uh, all this esoteric CIA crap. So, Absolutely. I mean, it was all, it all means something here, whether it's Cook in the sixth. <laughs> Mostert of the 11th. I mean, you can, you can kind of see now knowing the backstory of Joe, like we do, I mean, it, it's all very clear. Absolutely. So, all right, we're going to go to one more here. We got one more. Okay. We're going to go ahead and go to, we're going to take Graw. Okay. Uh, with, you know, and I know you and I were both. Well, see, we were doing Graw and yeah, Jay was okay. Sacrificing himself. So, uh, Oh, Jay's not, Jay's no, Jay's not getting sacrificed. Jay's going to be talking about next week. Is what he's going to do. Okay. Oh, by me for this week. Okay, that's that's yeah. that's fine. No, definitely want to talk about. Definitely want to talk about Graw. Yeah, for sure. So we love Graw's draft initially. Uh, he's going with let's see, I got a tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, wide receiver, and running back in five. And again, another running back in six. So Gar, go for it. What do you what what would do? Do you like dislike in retrospect? Now, what do you think? I mean, I don't dislike much. I mean, Kelsey, God, I looked up at – I was killing Graw yesterday. I did kill him. I went beat him by 40 points. By the way, I have a great record against Graw. I mean, I must be about 7-2 against Graw. So <laughs> I just have, have – like Ruggles used to have your number for a while. I definitely have uh, Graw's number. He's a very good manager. Um, man, I looked, felt, looked up and Kelsey had like 40 points. You know, I mean, just another great performance on his part. They just have barely anything wide receiver-wise. And Mahomes is just uh, continuing to just, uh, just, you know, pepper him with targets. Uh, Alave, maybe because of Carr's struggles, just hasn't returned his second-round value. Can't really fault the pick. Can't really fault Lawrence. Can't fault Mike Williams, even though he's out for the year. Can't fault J.K. Dobbins, even though he's out for the year. Jalen Warren in the seventh round ended up being a really uh, good pick. Stafford was pretty solid as a ninth-round pick. Dell really good as a 10th-round ten pick. Ridley as a 14th-round keeper. This is why we thought he was going to be a contender. Uh, but one or two injuries in the GFL will derail you. So he's going to be hard-pressed to make the playoffs. I've been encouraging. He's probably been looking at it. I think we've been texting him, trying to find trade partner. It's just hard to do that in this league, unless you're me. So uh, he hasn't been able to pull off a helpful trade. So barring that, it's going to be tough, I think, in the GFC for him to make the playoffs, although he should have. Here's where, in hindsight, what I think he made a mistake on. And I am, he has a good he has a good team, or had a good team, or has a good team, whatever you want to say. Okay. But he's got a good keeper in Calvin Ridley in 14. You know, I mean, you know, he's he's done okay. Uh, you know, he's he's rusty is what he is. You can kind of see that still. Olave is, is a very good receiver. I know Olave hasn't put up a bunch of points, but if you look at his targets, 10, 11, 11, 10, 15. I mean, this guy's averaging at least 10 targets a game. Okay, so he's doing fine there. But where he made a mistake is that he did not pick up a running back until 5. Okay. If you have a wide receiver keeper at the end, the strong one in that mat, in that fact with Calvin Ridley, right? I think Graw would have been better served, personally speaking, if he goes out and gets two strong running backs in probably the first, I don't know, four rounds, okay? And then loads wide receiver within that whole situation. Now, he got Kelsey, who is essentially a de facto wide receiver, okay? Then he gets, so you can go tight end. That's totally fine, okay? But if I were him, I probably would have gone 
um, you know, a running back of sorts. It's got to be a strong running back. You know, Dobbins, yeah, Dobbins would have been fine if he hadn't gotten hurt, but I don't really know at the same time either, you know. So um, I probably would have gone running back a little bit earlier. I think Raw could have picked up a Saquon or Nick Chubb at eight, you know, if that was the case. Or he could have, you know, got a maybe ETN or a Walker and looking back on it, at the end two, you know, or something like that. Because now if you look at what he's doing, he's trying to trade for running backs right now, I'm assuming. You know, he, he and I have never talked trade before, but I would have traded a Nick Chubb for Kelsey probably. I would have offered it to him at least. Whether it works or not, it's a different story. Okay. But um you know, I, he's he's you know, it's funny. You don't really see a lot of guy a lot of teams that struggle for wide receivers, right? You see a lot of teams that struggle for running backs. So running backs are a very prime, you know, hot commodity if you don't have them. You know, so I think that's where his mistake was um, to be, you know, because if you look at his, 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 his squad, you know, his team, uh, yeah, Mike Williams has been, you know, Mike Williams got hurt and things like that at different times of the year. But let me have a look here. Graw himself has only scored over 100 twice, and those were, it wasn't massive games. It was 109 and 103, you know, so he hasn't had this 120, 130 kind of blow up situation or anything like that he's been largely in the eight in the in probably around 90 points is really what he's largely been at you know so it's one of those things where uh him not having that running back is not helping him whatsoever so i think he could have gone earlier on that um and then revised his draft from there but uh that's where i would have done differently for him but you know i think he was banking on a lot of a lot of the fantasy articles were saying antonio gibson was a monster key was a monster pick he hasn't panned out really at all, you know, and so I get what he's doing, but the running back, the running back zone is in the first four rounds still, no matter what anyone says. The wide receiver zone is still there in three through seven, and if you look at his draft, he went heavy wide receiver, and then he has the dead zone for the running backs, basically, so it really, mm-hmm. really struggled on that. Yeah, I mean, you go into a kind of a longer diatribe there. Not, not that I want to talk right, man, but with the pot, calling the kettle black, you know. But, yeah. Uh, it, what you said at the beginning of that is just so, it's so correct how when you have that elite wide receiver, you want to focus on those running backs. I mean, I drafted two running backs in the first four. I didn't draft them in the first two because of my position in the draft, but I was all over, as, as you were talking about, looking yeah. for those running backs. So oh, yeah. just something for Graw to think about next time he's in that position, which he's a good <laughs> drafter and he's a good late-round drafter, so uh, he'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll go over your draft next week, but, yeah, I'm looking at it just randomly right here. You went 3-4 running back, you know, and you also have Lamar, who's basically a de facto running back as well, so you covered that. You know, and we'll go over that more next week, obviously. But um, yeah, and sometimes it doesn't pan out. And Garoff, if he didn't have all these injuries, I mean, it was a great draft. We thought he was the uh, yeah uh, the the leader in the clubhouse before the season started for to win the GFC. So you know, for sure, didn't hasn't panned out. For sure. All right, Gar, let's have that's halftime. Let's call it halftime on the GFC review, and then uh, we will pick this up next week, and maybe we'll get to somebody else. I don't know if we have time. We'll see what happens. So, uh, Jay, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be forgot about. I'm definitely going to go ahead and. Uh, take yeah, a yeah, I forgot about Jay. Was there anything, anyone else, Matt? I know nah. we're pressed for time, but is there anyone nah. else we were, were remembering? Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll remember it by next week is what I'll do. Okay, so I'll remember it next week if I do. Oh, Janowski, Janowski. Oh, come yeah. on, Matt. We got we got to get him his time. I, I honestly, Gar, I don't have the time, to be honest with you. I really don't. So we're going to – we will definitely pick him up and the rest of the <laughs> – yeah. Well, I, the Janowski cliffhanger will be uh, next week, huh? 
for sure. So uh, <laughs> to be continued, Brian. Definitely to be continued. But all right, Gar, it's that time for me, my man. So let's get that royalty free up here, and uh, and let's get let's get on. Our Absolutely, air, Matt. You know, I kind of I skirted that line with what I wasn't sure was royalty free. And Matt, I'm just trying to cover my legal basis. So Stephen Polkoff advised, well, if you're not sure, just write to Apple, be transparent. So I did. Uh, maybe says it's the weekend. I haven't heard back from them yet. So uh, I'm going to play the same quote unquote royalty free exit music uh, this week as last week. There we go. We'll see y'all next week.